The Sign Out Podcast has partnered with Outdoor by Four to bring you this conversation. Welcome to the Sign Out Podcast. Here we interview individuals who are pursuing their passion and who want to share that story. I grew up in that era where you didn't really stay inside. You kind of did everything outside. And so it just kind of naturally progressed to kind of what we're doing now. And that's what you get with a smaller event like us. You're surrounded with a, a group of like-minded individuals. It, it really is, I mean, it does have that feeling of a, of a family reunion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sign Out Podcast brought to you by Outdoor by Four. And I'm really excited about today's guest because we have Frank Alvarado, who is one of the partners of Texas Avid Outdoors. And that is a group that has been putting together an overlanding event here in Texas for 10 years. And Outdoor by Four is one of the title sponsors as well for that event. So I thought it'd be great to bring Frank on. Um, I have known Frank for a few years. We were introduced by Dave Jansen back in, gosh, probably late 2018. And I actually brought Sign Out Code to the event in 2019 and set up a booth and had a great time there. Um, I think that was the Dust Bowl year, maybe, when it was pretty dusty there in, was, in, yeah. in Lano. But uh, Frank, welcome uh, to the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So um, before we jump into Texas Avid Outdoors and how that got started, what is your relationship to the outdoors? How did you get into outdoor activities, whether it's overlanding, camping, or any of those things? Well, I, I think I come by it, honestly. I grew up on a, on a 3,500 acre cattle ranch just south of Austin. So the majority of my childhood was spent outside. I was either fishing or hunting or, or camping or uh, riding my bicycle when I was younger or riding my dirt bike when I was older. But, uh, you know, we, I grew up in that era where you didn't really stay inside. You, you kind of did everything outside. And so as I got older, it just kind of naturally progressed to, to kind of what we're doing now, but yeah, I come by it honestly. I would love to grow up on a 3,500 acre ranch. That would be. <laughs> smells a lot like cows. Yeah, it smells a lot like cows. It was it was great. I mean, I got to do pretty much whatever I wanted. I was the youngest of four brothers, right? And uh, and so by the time it came around to me, it was just like, don't die. That's a That was a good way to, to grow up. It's like, don't die. Um, avoid the snakes and carry on, right? So, yeah, it was it was really nice. I was the youngest of three brothers. And that's by the time they got to me that my parents were pretty tired and worn out so it's the same thing just don't get in trouble yeah you do what you want to do yeah yeah so how did that camping or not camping but how that outdoor you know lifestyle carry into you know going to school getting out of school and starting a career and doing things like that you know it, it it it's funny because growing up on this big ranch you would have thought that that's everything that i wanted right like it was the ideal childhood but in in reality i couldn't wait to get away from it i had so many friends who lived in in neighborhoods and had uh, all these great things. And I thought that's what I wanted. Right. So as I got older, I kind of went, you know, the, the, I went the college route and uh, lived in, in the quote unquote big town of Austin uh, for quite a few years. But as I got older, uh, I started missing out on kind of the childhood that I had. Um, and we'll get into the, where Texas Avid Outdoors came from and, and, and how it transitioned into the event, but really that's what started is as I got older, I wanted to to spend more time outdoors versus, you know, in a in an apartment or in a house or in a neighborhood. Um, and it's really kind of gone from there. You know, it's interesting back in uh, 
2017, I had the chance to go to South Africa with my oh, wow. family. And and I was not into overlanding or you I mean I've been I've done traditional camping, but when I got there and I saw all and it was when we were there, December was kind of holiday for them as well. I started seeing all of these people camping in an overlanding style way. It was like small camping. That's what I would call it. Yeah. They still had their tent or it was kind of attached to their car in some way, or they had a really small trailer. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is so different than what I'm used to. Even going to a Texas state park and just putting all the gear out, it was very different. And then I come back over here and it seems like that that's around the time, although y'all been going longer than that though, where overlanding really starts taking off right yeah yeah and just yeah. by chance i happen to find this i bought a magazine over there i come over here and i'm walking through barnes and nobles and i pick up this magazine it says outdoor by four and i'm like that magazine looks just like all the magazines on the racks in south africa <laughs> and that's a compliment because it was that style of camping right that yeah people based camping where you're you know taking what you can through your car getting out there and trying to get a little further off grid maybe out of the state park and into some stuff so it's really interesting to see the rise of that. And then obviously that's been an interest to you because I mean you're in your 10th anniversary of this outdoor expo, but that's what's that start of Texas Avid Outdoors when we go back 10 years ago? Yeah, it's um it's an interesting story because uh I think the genesis of it came from the fact that uh, you know, for the last 20 plus years I was in the events industry, right? Um my wife and I had taken over her her family's catering business and so for 20 plus years i lived and breathed events um but it was also in that time where uh, i was kind of craving more outdoor space right we were working 50 60 sometimes 70 hours a week and i just wanted to be out outdoors and so myself and my brother-in-law john and uh my two great friends ken and dan um we started making a commitment to each other that at least once or twice a year, we were going to take some big trips together. And, you know, that might be big Bend national park. It might be Caprock Canyon. It might be whatever the case may be. We'd all load up in my, in my Tahoe or my suburban and we'd go and we'd spend a weekend in, in the, in the uh, instances of big Ben, they were a week at a time and uh, really enjoyed it. Right. And so we, the Genesis of Texas Avid outdoors, the birth of it came uh, in a trip we had taken to Caprock Canyon. And it was, uh, it was my, my first kind of real brush with, you know, gearing up with, with kind of ultralight gear and, and hiking into a, to a dispersed camping site, uh, or I should say a backwoods camping site. And then we did some really big hikes for me, really big hikes, maybe not <laughs> so much for them. Um, but it was a great weekend. You know, I, I, the day before the day before we left, I, I started feeling ill, started feeling sick. Hmm. And um, I, but I wasn't going to cancel the trip, ran a fever the entire trip through all the hikes, the whole nine yards. One afternoon we were sitting around. Uh, there wasn't even a campfire. We were just sitting around camp. And um, inevitably, you, you probably thought this yourself or you've heard other people say it. Wouldn't it be cool if we could do this for a living? Like if, if we could find some way to make a living doing this, like it would be really cool. Um, so we come back and, you know, as the weeks are progressing after that, I start thinking about putting on an event, right? Uh, again, I mean, this is in my mind, this is in my wheelhouse. So we decided to put together a expo, an outdoor expo, right? Um, 
fall outdoor expo and it, and it started with a little one day event on Sundays in our, in, in the, my uh, neighborhood's community center. And it was Sundays because typically I didn't have any weddings on Sundays. Right. So we would work and John worked with me too, uh, worked with us too. And so we would work till all hours of the night on Saturday night. And then we'd get up early in the morning and set up this event on Sunday. And it was, it was great. Um, you know, from the first day, or, you know, from the first event, it, it started out strong, uh, but it started as kind of an all encompassing outdoor event. So there was hiking and camping and fishing and backpacking and Texas Parks and Wildlife was there. And we had four overland rigs first year. And I'd already been, I'd already, already knew about overlanding and it really had piqued my interest. And so I'd, you know, kind of put it out there uh, that we were doing this event. And and yeah, that was how, that's how it started. A small camping trip, the four of us in Caprock Canyon. And later that year, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, is when the idea of the fall outdoor expo came to be so that's that's still a long time ago i mean you've made it 10 yeah. years yeah yeah what, what what's been those success factors in doing that you know i think the success the our avenues of success have come from what other people might consider um maybe a little bit of not necessarily failure but you know a other people's different idea of what success is, right? So because there's four of us and, and we're really lucky to have a great core of volunteers from Texas Overland, um, big shout out to Texas Overland. Love that community. They're amazing, right? But we've intentionally kept the event small, right? Mm -hmm. We've we've been to uh, Overland Expo West and saw, and our our, our event is, is patterned after that, right? But with the idea that you know we didn't want this thing to grow huge because logistically we didn't want to deal with it being huge yeah. i think that the the idea of where our success came from has been keeping it small and intimate um we regularly get comments like you know expo feels like a family reunion uh expo feels like you know this is when we get together with friends we haven't seen all year um it hasn't turned into this big massive event that kind of loses its face and there are other events that do that and i think that's great right there there are overland events that are established and doing well there are new events that are popping up all over the country and i think that they all tend to shoot for the moon let's get the most amount of vendors we can get let's get the most amount of presenters we can get let's get the most amount of attendees we can get and really blow this thing out and i think that's great i don't i don't fault them for that at all we've intentionally stayed smaller and it's allowed us to kind of ride the ebb and flow of, of the growth of overlanding in Texas. Right. So we, you know, we went through 2020 where we canceled our event. Um, we've seen the big growth of the overland community in Texas, and we've been able to kind of stay plugged into that. And it's with it being just a small group of us, it lets us keep our ear to the ground with what's going on here in Texas and the overlanding community here. And I think that's really been kind of our, our um our avenue for success kind of our our the reason we've been able to last 10 years is we it's just kind of a grassroots even at 10 years we're still kind of a grassroots organization right yeah i mean talk about texas overland and that doesn't always those two words don't always go together i think you know i was in colorado a couple of months ago and you know that's you know a state where you're going to see overlanding <laughs> just crazy amount of jeeps Whatever yeah. it is, there's just a lot there. Yeah. But 
I mean, Texas doesn't have some of the land access that some of those states do. Yeah. Um, bottom line, they, we don't. But still, talk about that community that still is in Texas. I know just, I mean, I live outside of Houston and Katy. Yeah. I see plenty of rigs that are all rigged up out here that look like they've actually been beat up and been out and about. So I know it's growing. It It is. It's a, it's a really strong and vibrant community here. And I think, and you're right, the biggest knock to overlanding in Texas is that there isn't a lot of, of public land. Um, and that really makes us more cognizant of searching out private land. It also means that we're very careful that when we do find places to go, in general, we try to be as respectful as we can. I, I was in, in Colorado uh, for a good part of July as well. And I think <laughs> I was commenting to my wife, I've seen, I saw more rooftop tents there than I did, than I've seen in any other point in my life. It seemed like every other vehicle that that um, that I drove past or drove past me had a rooftop tent on it. Interestingly enough, when we're talking about the Overland community in Texas, what I saw a lot of there was a lot of Texas plates, right? And so just like you and I did, we visited. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the Overland community in Texas, well, we travel, we, we travel well, right? We have to. Um, there's obviously when you're, you know, new to the Overland community in Texas, you look at things like going to, you know, Big Bend National Park, Big Bend State Park, kind of the Mecca of Texas in terms of, you know, kind of exploring a little bit, but very quickly that transitions into going West into New Mexico, going North into, you know, into the Ozarks, um, and then definitely going up into Colorado as well. And I think what we, what we see is that it is a very vibrant and strong community, but we also have to travel. We also have to put in that investment of not only money, but time, right? And so while we may not have the ability to jump in our rig and on any given weekend and drive to beautiful mountains, um, we are investing that time and money in our rigs and in, in our trips so that we can do it somewhere else, right? We can make those trips. Yeah. So who who is your ideal group that's showing up to the Outdoor Expo? You know, it's it's such an interesting mix, right? Because we have what might be termed the grizzled veterans. We have the folks who have been doing this for a while. We've had, you know, the the full timers. You know, I'm thinking of some folks, you know, like like Todd and and Eric and guys. You'll know who I'm talking about. I mean, these are these are guys that do it for a living. I think what also kind of sets us apart is that we we're very welcoming to the to the folks who are new to overlanding, right? We, we gear towards not only new attendees, but new new uh, vendors that are, you know, they're new to the community themselves. And we want to foster that. And then there's everybody in between. Um, our I, I don't know that we have, truthfully, kind of an, an ideal attendee because we welcome everybody. It's a big family-friendly event. We have kids' events. We have um, ladies' uh, events that happen throughout the weekend as well. Uh, I think that's one of those things that I can say attributes to our success is that we are welcoming to everybody who wants to come out. I think it's the other thing too, is you, you can see a full decked out rig and get a little bit intimidated by, Oh, wow. That person invested all that money. But the reality is in Texas, if you've got an SUV or if you've got a truck and you go to Academy and buy a tent, you can get, you can get away with camping in Texas. You don't have to have the best gear just based on our weather. You get a good sleeping bag and having been to your event in 2019, um, plenty of space. It is prime for anyone that just wants to come and camp. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I would say if you're new, that is a great place to come, not feel intimidated, come and talk to people that have the rigs um, or come and just talk to the vendors. I was there. There was a guy that had just showed up in a power wagon pulling kind of a off-road trailer and he parked close to my tent and he was the nicest guy ever. Took yeah. me all around his Dodge power wagon. He was from New Mexico, had driven in or he's from El Paso, but he goes to New Mexico all the time, fishing, yeah. and just walked me all through his trailer, showed me everything about all the customized customization he'd done to his Dodge uh, Power Wagon. Super nice guy. And yeah. I, I would say if you had any interest in what does overlanding mean, this is probably your prime event because it isn't, it's not like going to one of the expos where it's just massive out West or in Colorado. This yeah. you're going to get like, you're going to get Texas people with Texas hospitality, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, is, is kind of touching back a little bit on, on, you know, us being a smaller event. If this is your first time coming out or you're new to the, to the lifestyle or the community, you're also not going to be one of the, the thousands of people, tens of thousands of people that are at the big events. And it's just a cattle call and you're just kind of flowing with the herd through and you don't really have a chance to talk to folks. Right. With an event like ours, which is smaller, you're going to get the opportunity that you just talked about, not only with other attendees, but with vendors as well. Yep. Um, with presenters. We had um, Bob Krunemacher, and I think I might have just mispronounced his name, but uh, superintendent for Big Bend National Park last year. Uh, he came out and was a keynote speaker for us. And um, it was great because after his presentation was over, he moved over to another part of the tent and then sat and talked with, with attendees for a while. Right. Mm -hmm. And he had the ability to do that without having to worry about just hurting people through. At one point I looked over and he had probably five or six people around him. And it was just like a little question and answer session. And that's what you get with a smaller event like us. You're, you're not fighting a mass of other people to learn, to, to talk, to converse. You're surrounded with a, a group of like-minded individuals who are more than willing to teach you, more than willing to show you, more than willing to walk you through. I mean, I was new to it. It wasn't that long ago that I was new to, to right. overlanding. And, and I, I think about the community that that kind of brought us in and, and, and adopted us and, and said, hey, we kind of like what you're doing. But we were still new to it, too. Right. And so it yeah. is a very welcoming place. And we we intentionally make it that way. Yeah, when I was there, um, one of the booths was Packet Gourmet. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And they they legitimately make the best, like, trail food. <laughs> oh, they're, they're amazing. I, I was like, really happy to see. I was in a – I'm probably going to get a couple of Snickers from this because of people's opinion of REI. But I was in an REI in North Austin recently, and I saw that they have their meals in REI now. That's awesome. And I was so proud of them. Yeah. They were the darlings of Expo for two years, like two years running. They're, everybody wanted their meals and it justifiably so. Right. I can still taste the chili that they yes. make. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I, me and my daughter did just a quick one nighter one time. And I was like, I'm ordering their food yeah. so that we have good food on this overnighter that we're going to do. Yeah. And, uh, and anybody, anybody's talking about it. I'm like, packet gourmet. But again, when I was there though, they were just handing out food, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you know, Jerry from Timbo Tusk walked down yep. to my place. I met him there. I've since done a podcast with him and 
67 designs and another group where we talk about manufacturing, but you know, he was just the nicest guy ever. And he had cooking demos going on as well for Timbo Tusk and the Scottle. So, and I can't, and the, 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 I was, I was parked next to a guy that had a trailer, him and his, he was building custom trailers and I feel bad. I forgot his name, but he was the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Just sat there and talked to him the whole event because our tents were right next to each other. Yeah. And people, um, it's really cool when you can talk to the person that owns the business right there. Yeah. You're talking to the source. And I think that's when you talk about bringing in vendors, um, bringing those type vendors in who are small business owners trying to make a living, trying to make a good product for you. And then you get to talk to them and have access to them. I just think that's a win-win for everyone. Absolutely. When we talk to the vendors themselves and we get a lot of great feedback from them, uh, Jerry with Timbo Tusk is a perfect example of that feedback that we get. We do share vendors with some of the bigger events, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's great marketing for them and it's it's good for, you know, for us, it's, again, with being kind of that grassroots feel, they get more of an intimate, in-depth dive in with their with their customers or their you know, potential customers. And Jerry brought up an interesting point to me, you know, years ago. You know, when he's at when he's at one of the bigger events, there's so many people coming through that he may, in some instances, he may have seconds to interact with somebody, yep. right? Because there's somebody behind them that's waiting, and there's somebody behind him that's waiting, and there's somebody behind her that's waiting. At our event, what you get is the ability to talk. They get the, the vendors get the ability to talk to someone for five, ten, fifteen minutes multiple times throughout the weekend, right? So you're getting uh, an, a potential customer who is better educated on your product and also builds a great relationship with you so they feel more comfortable buying from you. So it, it ends up being a really nice kind of symbiotic relationship there. Yeah, it's in when I did my booth there and for the listeners, I was selling Sign Out T-shirts, which is my own brand. Yeah. Um, you know, it. When you see sign out, some people are like, oh, that's what you do when you sign out of, the, out of the, your computer. And so you actually, there's a story there on why we started that brand, right? Yeah. And so I could sit there and talk to people. And what was cool is that it was a big enough event that I had nice traffic, but it was small enough that I saw the same people. And I might talk to somebody, tell them a story, and then they come back and they're like, you know what? I'm going to buy that now. Yeah. And yeah. so that was a really cool getting to see that. And that's what I liked about just the size. And granted, that was 2019. I'm yeah. sure it's gotten bigger to 23, it but it's it still has. the same place, right? It it's, is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oxford Ranch Capgrounds has been amazing to us. They right. welcomed us in with open arms and um, and have consistently every year just been amazing hosts, right? They, they kind of give us free reign at the campground, um, let us set up wherever we want to. We've kind of shifted from when you were there in 2019. We've shifted away from that location to one that's a little bit bigger. We needed a little bit more space. Um, and I think that the, what the initial reason for the switch is that we got a lot of rain. And it flooded the, the field where you were at before, right? Uh, but we moved it a little bit closer to the front area, and it ended up working great. It puts us closer to registration. And um, and, and so, but Oxford Campgrounds is great. Uh, people ask all the time when they're registering, um, how do I get a campsite? Well, what I love about Oxford Ranch is that it's dispersed camping. There are no set individual campsites. Right. You show up, um, you find a place that, that you're comfortable with. And that, I, I really love that. And, um, you know, the, 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 the cost 
whether we're there or not, the cost of of going to camp there is is really affordable. And it's close to to Atlanta, which has some really great barbecue places. <laughs> Enchanted Rock. Um, right. There's a lot to do around there. So yeah, we love we love we love them over at, at Oxford Ranch Campground. So talk about what's the weekend experience for the typical family showing up for your event. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, we you know we pattern ourselves after kind of what Overland Expo looks like, in that um, you come in. And you can camp for the weekend, which is great. So you're there. Um, we have what we call a vendor row, but I guess it would be more like a vendor circle um, where we have vendors who, who come in and they set up and uh, you have the opportunity to walk around and talk to all of them. And we like this layout a little bit better as opposed to just rows of vendors, because you can walk into the main area and you can see pretty much every vendor in front of you. Right. Um, we have a presentation area uh, where we we have. Uh, speakers. Uh, we have folks who are giving presentations about things like first aid or commu- or comms, or um, maybe they're doing, uh, they're telling us stories about their trips that they've recently taken or um, any number of things. Uh, tread lightly presentations, which was very important to us. Um, and then we, you know, of course, we have different things that we do throughout the, you know, throughout the course of the weekend. We'll have uh, a camp coffee uh, contest that we love doing. That's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, Dutch oven cook-off. That's a lot of fun. Um, we do those throughout the, throughout the, uh, the weekend. We have a big, uh, raffle that we do, you know, once you show up, um, you don't, you don't have to pay anything extra for it. It's part of the experience. You'd have to be present to win though. But, um, when we have some amazing product sponsors, um, that, you know, donate items to us, a lot, a lot of the vendors donate items and, and, that's kind of the wrap up of the event is on a Saturday evening when we we sit and the, the vast majority of the group comes out and we're just surrounded by a sea of, of attendees that are happy to be there and joking with each other. And we're happy to give them stuff. We're happy to just kind of uh, that free flowing river of gifts to them. But it's it's a great weekend. It's you know it, what we get is a lot of community building, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of education that happens. And it's a very relaxed atmosphere. And I think that's the kind of the key to it all, right? Is, is you know, there's kids running around everywhere, little feral kids that are kind of banding together, which is amazing. And there's, you know, not loud music playing. It's it's just a, a really good event where folks can come out, uh, either explore the Overland lifestyle for the first time, the Overland community, or it's an opportunity for them to meet up with folks that they haven't met up with before. Uh, or haven't seen in a while. Um, it it really ends. I mean, it does have that feeling of a of a family reunion. It feels really yeah. good. And one thing I noticed because you talk about dispersed camping is that I didn't feel like it was crowded anywhere. No, but we have they have a lot of space, and they actually have even more space than we could use. You know, we have the vendor row area, and and, and of course there could be generators there. So. You know, we always warn people, listen, it might be a little loud here at night. So kind of go out. We have a quiet area that we we've set up for folks who don't want to deal with anybody that has generators. But generally what you see, especially in October in Texas, in the early part of October in Texas, is that people are seeking out the trees to get a little shade because it does. You mentioned the Dust Bowl in 2019. Um, This is this today, this year shaping up to be similar. I'm I'm hoping, you know, we got a little rain uh, yesterday, so I'm hoping we get something between now and then. But yeah, you'll 
you'll find these beautiful clumps of trees and then or all around the trees is where you see people setting up uh, and then just anywhere in general. Yeah. For those of you listening that maybe aren't as familiar with the Texas weather and pattern for the last two months, we have all been in a drought here in Texas where I think it was 104 yesterday. I'm outside of Houston. I think Austin actually got a little rain yesterday. Or- oh, we got, so we're, we're, I live a little Northwest of Austin and, small little town called Florence and we have a little farm here and it's it's great right the stereotypical Texas lifestyle we got over an hour's worth of rain oh so I'm giddy I'm happy bless you yes. yeah bless you Frank <laughs> we I was in Houston I mean I was out I'm on the west side of Houston and we we're at a friend's house and the wind picked up last night like it was just gonna storm and we got nothing yeah it just blew wind blew all the bushes everywhere and we got nothing and I have some property out in Hallettsville, north of Hallettsville, and yeah, it's that black clay, and the ground is just cracked. There's oh, cracks yeah. everywhere. Well, it looks like it looks like West Texas out here right now. Yeah, I mean, it, everything is just dried to a crisp. My cows look at me every day. Right. It's like, can we have something green, please? So, what I would say to those showing up in October is, you could get and we could have perfect football weather that's nice and cool, or you could get out there and it could just be hot. You just never know. Yeah, I'd plan for hot. Yep, plan for hot, and then (laughs) it'll be surprised when it's not. It'll get cooler in the evening. It'll be manageable in the evening. Um, So that's really good. So, Frank, if people want to learn more about what you are doing, um, I'm actually looking at the website here. TexasAvidOutdoors.com has looks like all the information they need. They can obviously register there for the camping event. I mean, for the whole event. And... So if you're not familiar with Texas, you'll definitely want to. Well, let me actually let me back up. Do you get some people coming from out of state? We do. We do. Yeah. We have uh, we have vendors and attendees who come from out of state. Um, although I will say the majority, if the if, they're, if the attendees are coming from out of state, they're generally from the surrounding states, right? right. Uh, we're we're very much a Texas driven event, and we're well we welcome everybody. You know, even you Californians, we love you. Come on out. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the parks and stuff that's out there. Um, but yeah, generally our our attendees are, are from the Texas or surrounding Texas area. Yeah. Yeah. So Lano, Texas, there's a lot of that's a cool part of the Texas Hill Country to visit. They have a great famous barbecue restaurant there in town. Um, that if you go to this event, you have to eat at some point during the week and you've got to eat at the barbecue over at Cooper's, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and, it's funny, we we as Texas Avid Outdoors, I'm going to let out a little secret here, but we as Texas Avid Outdoors, you know, we, we plan this event and we put it on. And from the moment we start on Thursday morning until the prizes are given away on Saturday afternoon, we are going nonstop. We stop to sleep and we stop to occasionally shovel some food down our throat, right? But we started a tradition our first year there at Oxford Ranch is uh, once everything is done as a family, meaning the four of us, our families, and then our volunteers, uh, we go to Cooper's and have dinner. It's a big kind of a celebration of another event done, another event well done, and kind of celebrating that uh, that we can now take a shower. We can, we can now kind of relax a little bit, but yeah, we love, we love Cooper's. I will recommend the big chop. If you go, it is yep. this massive, big double cut pork chop that is life changing. Yeah. Their pork is uh, outstanding. Yeah. 
absolutely it is yeah so everyone if you want to learn more about this event um you still got a couple of months oh we're getting down yeah we're getting down yeah. to gosh less than a couple of months we're yeah. about to hit september it's it's like five weeks out we've got weeks people yeah down to five <laughs> weeks um texasavidoutdoors.com you just google texas avid outdoors you'll see that you can find the oxford ranch campground as well it's on their website you can google that um it is a must attend event if you are in the area even if you're not in overlanding and you're just looking for a weekend to go camping this is the place to go it's worth worth the price of admission um some cool vendors there a lot of businesses that are vendors that are supporting frank and his group of guys that are putting this on it's worth your time to go support everyone there so please just uh check it out online take your time and and one last thing too frank if somebody wants to show up for the day on saturday can they do that absolutely friday or saturday now you mentioned the website but i would also like to mention our facebook page texas fall outdoor expo in our instagram page which is texas avid outdoors yeah absolutely they can show up we can do we can do registration um we have a registration booth right there as you drive in and it goes pretty much the entirety of the day so we generally see um some traffic on friday friday evening we get a lot of folks who come in later and then of course saturday we have folks who are there and so on but yeah absolutely you can go to the website purchase tickets um if you go to the Facebook page, there's an event that's that's there that you can purchase tickets there too. Um, or you can just show up the day of and, and do it as well. Yeah, if you're uh, in the central Texas area and you're curious about overlanding, not even sure about camping, it's worth a Saturday. Wake up early, show up there, come see all the vendors, hang out. And you can drive back home Saturday yeah. night. I think you'll get a good feel for what this community is about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Frank, thanks so much for your time today, man. I appreciate it. It's been a great uh Great conversation and glad we've reconnected. It's been a couple of years. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Anytime we get a chance to talk about what we do, catch up with old friends like yourself, it's always a it's always a pleasure. Yep. All right, Frank, have a good one. You too. Thanks for listening to the Sign Out Podcast. And make sure you check out Texas Avid Outdoors at TexasAvidOutdoors.com. You can also find their social media links there. Special thanks to four-wheel pop-up campers, purveyors of vehicle-based adventure, for their generous support of the Sign Out Podcast. Learn more about four-wheel pop-up campers and their variety of base camp adventure products by visiting 4wh.com. That's F-O-U-R-W-H.com. Make sure you check out our website at signoutco.com. We have a bunch of original design t-shirts and hats and stickers. They're very cool. Check them out. And if you have about 30 seconds, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be much appreciated. It really helps us out. The music in this episode was made by me, Caleb J. Murphy. And if you want to hear more of my music, check out calebjmurphy.com. Again, thank you for listening to the Sign Out Podcast, and we will talk to you next time. The Sign Out Podcast is proudly brought to you by Outdoor by Four Magazine, a preeminent publication for responsible vehicle-based adventure travel, including overlanding. Outdoor by Four shares family-friendly content that resonates with a broad audience of adventurers, 
whether in a 4x4 vehicle, on two wheels, in a canoe or kayak, or on foot. Outdoor by 4's focus is on visual storytelling that appeals to all types of outdoor enthusiasts while providing expert advice as well as dynamic photography and stories that inspire. You can pick up a copy of Outdoor by 4 magazine by visiting your local bookstore or by going to OutdoorX4.com. That's OutdoorX, the number 4, dot com.